you can bet I'm doing numbers and my stock is going up cause of my hunger. When you see me in my zone, I'm locked in, not clocked in, I'm never boxed in. When you see me in my when I'm in my zone, I feel like I'm alone, I feel like I'm unknown. What's going on everybody? Welcome to the show, season two, we back at it again. I am your man, Mr. GQ. I am your boy DJ Micah B. Happy Thursday, everybody. Let's go. Who don't see the vision in you? So you gotta work harder times two. Gotta make it do what it do. With the limited sources you have, your dream is still a fine motivation in you and inspire the All right, welcome to the show, y'all. We are back. Feels like it's been an eternity since we got back to this thing. Another one. You know, so before <laughs> we get started, all my all my Houston folks, man, y'all. One time, one time, raise your glass, man. We're going to send out happy birthdays to the man, DJ Screw. Yes, yes, yes. So, we're going to take this pre-show up. Well, nope, actually, we're in the middle yeah, of the show. We're going we're gonna to clank them to DJ Screw one time, man. Yeah, no one time for the one time. Yes, R.I.P. to the legend. Now, for those of y'all that don't understand the influence of DJ Screw in Houston, I'm going to compare it to, what song was that? T-Pain said, uh, I'm Teddy Pendergrass, the son of Teddy Riley, the father of the game. Listen, Zero said, if you rap and you from, te from Texas, my nigga, we made you. That's A. Couldn't ask for a better Screwed up click, man. Legend. baby. So, we got that going. So... Let's get this thing rocking. Let's, Let's talk go. about the craziest, biggest, dumbest, whatever kind of news you want to call it. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray's contract yeah. extension. Wow. This man got $230 million extension. I believe it was like 160 160 guaranteed. guaranteed. Over five years. Yep. For a quarterback who has a ghost for a playoff resume. One winning season. And not a lot of playoff success. Oh, wait, no playoff success. But then yeah. we're dealing with a situation like in, let's say, Baltimore, for example, where you have a guy who's won the MVP, who's been to the playoffs, won playoff games, and all this, and he can't even get a sniff of a contract. Make that make sense. I really want to know what Kyler Murray is ranked on the NFL executive list that we were talking about last week because Lamar Jackson didn't make the top 10. Um, newsflash people. For those of you that don't know, Lamar Jackson is better. Yeah. He's, he's definitely better. Um, if you want to make the argument that Kyler probably peaked before Lamar, sure. But when Lamar peaked, it got him an MVP. When Kyler yeah. peaked, it got them a 9-7 season. Yep. You do the math. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see it. But whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not my job to write contracts. Um. I wouldn't have guaranteed guaranteed him 160 million. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd have guaranteed him 160 million if the contract was five years, 160 million, not 230. Damn it! You see, Cleveland, this is what happened when you paid Deshaun. You set the market, so the people after now are looking to get around the same money. Nah, fam, Deshaun got 230 guaranteed. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's it set the market. That's what everybody's comparing. Contracts too. All right, I'm gonna call so, it now. Lamar Jackson gonna get a minimum, minimum two hundred mil guaranteed. Ooh, I'm going bold with it. 
he's going to get a minimum 200 mil guarantee. Whether it's by the Ravens or somebody else, he's going to get a minimum 200 mil guarantee. My thing is, Kyler, it's a five-year deal, right? Yes. So after five years, let's just say... And it's an extension, so I believe it's actually a six-year contract. It, yeah, because he's he in the he final just, year right now. Yeah, so he's in the final year as a rookie. So it's a six-year, $230 million contract extension with $160 million guaranteed. I don't know what his current his previous contract was. I think he was still on his rookie deal. I Probably. Rookie so. deal is, what, four, four or five years, so I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... It's not a bad payday. You know, kudos to, you know, Kyler for getting stability for his. Yeah, I'm not hating on him. He got paid at all. No, I love, no, I love when players get their bread. Just don't overpay when the product is what it is. It's not matching the, anyway, you know what? I'll tell you this though. Um, At some point, a lot of these players are going to have to take a page out of Tom Brady's book. They're going to end up in. I'm saying, hey, by all means, your first 10 years in the NFL, get your money. Because here's here's really what it is. The first five years when you're on your rookie deal, you need to win a Super Bowl if you have a contending team during that five years. Absolutely. Because right after that, you're going to have to pay the quarterback if they're a franchise quarterback, and you're going to lose some assets paying the franchise quarterback. And you're going to have to wait another five years unless your quarterback is just that transcendent to where he could lift a above-average team to stardom to win a Super Bowl. Or win, take an average team and make them above-average. Right. So that's part of the problem with the first extension for a quarterback after the rookie contract. Because a lot of quarterbacks that don't win in the first five years, you go and you get a contract extension for the next five years, high, you got to deplete your roster to be able to pay, you got to let certain pieces go. And then after their first 10 years, if you don't win the Super Bowl yet, you got to hope on the backside that that quarterback is going to take a pay cut because they want to win a Super Bowl. And it's not all about the money. Example, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He won in his first five years of starting. He ain't been back since. Mm-mm. And he won't take a pay cut, so. No, he won't, and that's 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 fine. But look what it cost him. It cost him Devontae Adams. Yeah, and, and, and trust and, me, people. Oh, and, and Valdez Scantling. And, and, and it, it blows my mind because just like if you win a Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers should know this. He won a Super Bowl and made more money than he's ever made. Probably for for his entire career playing in the NFL after winning that one Super Bowl. He became a discount double check. Everybody does a little grapple around their waist mm-hmm. to symbolize champion. You know what I'm saying? Um, you just damn you, Aaron Rodgers. You could have won so much more had you just your endorsements will pay you if you're winning. Like, that's why, like when you know, when Tom took, you know, less money, I'm like, dude, Tom Brady was an Under Armour athlete. He was an Invicta. Watch but watch athlete, I believe is, I guess, how we'll call that. Now he's got his own clothing label, the Brady brand. Yep. He also had the TB12 uh, company. Like he, yep. And mind you, my man is hella TikTok famous. Like, he does some ridiculous shit on TikTok. Well, but, you know. the excuse is Tom Brady is the GOAT. That's what people are going to say. But actually, y'all have all, no excuse. Look at all of his contracts. There are plenty of quarterbacks who have made considerably more money in the NFL than Tom Brady. Here, here, here's my if if you're going to sign a contract extension, 
for $160 million guaranteed. Make it make sense. I know you're all about your money, but come on, man. Even you know where you rank among the elites. No, quarterbacks are different. They all think they the one. No. You looking at the girls doing the TikTok behind you? I didn't know they were doing the TikTok. I just heard singing, and I was like, that is some of the most atrocious. Any, um, yeah, look, look. <laughs> Teenage girl problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. GQ's playing babysitter, man. Um, Well, teenage sitter, not even babysitter. He, j- he just making sure nobody breaks into his house. They don't want, they don't want them kind of problems. Yeah, well. Because <laughs> I got problem solvers. A lot. Oh, yeah. Anywho, let's get to these Madden ratings. Yeah, man. We've been talking about them. Now we can actually get to them. Yeah. We can actually talk about, well, the ones that have been released so far. Yeah, they're not going to release the QBs for a while because, you know, they it's going to be controversial. Um, so I'll give you a choice. You want to start with safeties, receivers, tight ends, edge rushers, linebackers, or running backs. Which one do you want to start with? How about this? I'd I, I give you, I'd do one that you didn't that you didn't name. Let's start with the 99 Club. Okay. Let's start with the 99, 99 Club, because I think there was only three players that were ranked 99, and the three players are Aaron Donald, of course, Miles Garrett, not surprised, and Devontae Adams, not surprised. Um, surprisingly, I thought Cooper Cup was the best receiver last year, and he's a 98, and Devontae Adams is a 99. Triple crown winner. Yeah, that I know, but it, it just kind of, I was just like, Maybe. I've, I just have this feeling that Cup, Ramsey are going to end up getting adjusted ratings adjustments. Oh, yeah, for sure. When the season, some, at some point during the season. And the fact that Travis Kelsey is a 98, it, it makes me wonder where they're going to put Patrick Mahomes because you've kind of set the bar pretty high for Patrick Mahomes. Now, is Patrick Mahomes going to be a 99? Based on last season, I would hope not because he wasn't even the best quarterback no. in the NFL last year. Hell no. He may, he arguably may not have been the best quarterback in his own division. Truth. Because, you know, Herbie's coming. Yeah. Just, you know. So, um, let's go with, uh, let's see, I'll just pick a random one. There we go. Wow. All right, we're going to go with these linebackers. Oh, ah, I like that. All, all right, right all right, all right. So, linebackers, top 10. I'm going to start at the bottom. This, got, this is all linebackers, right? Uh, or, yes. Okay. So, you have Devin White. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 85. You've got Devondre Campbell, Green Bay Packers, 87. Eric Kendricks, Minnesota Vikings, 88. Micah Parsons, sophomore player from the Dallas Cowboys, 88. Roquan Smith, Chicago Bears, 89. Darius Leonard, the dog. Of course. From the Colts, a 90. I think that's too low. That is too low. Bobby Wagner, plays for the Rams now, 91. Levante Davis. That is insane that they replaced Von Miller with Bobby Wagner. Yeah. You got Levante David is a 92. Demario Davis is a 93. And Fred Warner is a 94. Very nice. So I like Warner. I like where Warner's at. I like where Davis and David is. Yep. I don't like where. I think Darius Leonard should be no less than a 92. I can agree with that. Um, he might be he might be in that 94 territory. Yeah, I mean, the argument can be made for a 94 for yeah. sure. But I'm just saying no no less than a No less, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think 90 is too low. But, you know, I don't make the, I don't make we the, don't make the game. 
I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know their formula for coming up with the ratings. I don't either, but I know. Uh, I know Justin Tucker had improved his rating last year. There's no freaking way Justin Tucker could improve his rating anymore, though. I forgot what part of it that he improved, but he didn't. Is on it the Bleach. power? Because he went. Yeah. He, he hit he 66. On, yeah, he went on there with, on Bleacher Report and did it. But so let's see. Let's go into uh, running backs. Running backs. I think Derrick Henry is the number one over the, the number one rated running back. So let's find out. So we're starting at the bottom. So. Ezekiel Elliott, 88. Get out of here. After last season, he's an 88 still? Now, this is where I think the disrespect steps in. Austin Eckler, also an 88. No. Aaron Jones, 89. Alvin Kamara, 90. Pause right there. Um, Would you take Austin Eckler over Aaron Jones? Mm. I think I would. I think I would, too. And but I like both running backs. I do. I like both of them. And it's no disrespect to Aaron Jones. Like, if just me pro- projecting what I think they're going to do, I mean, they obviously based the ratings on what they did last year. But just me projecting on what they're going to do, I think Austin Eckler at the end of this year is going to be rated higher, especially with uh, the Packers losing a lot of of weapons, oh yeah, especially with sure. Devonta Adams gone. So yeah, and I think they're both, and they both were injured a little bit last year. So yeah. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, so Alvin Kamara is a 90. Joe Mixon is a 93. Mm. Dalvin Cook is a 94. Jonathan Taylor is a 95. Christian McCaffrey is a 96. Nick Chubb is a 96. And Derrick Henry is a 97. I have a real problem with Christian McCaffrey being that high. I do, too, because his goddamn injury need to be at, like, 90. Zero. <laughs> that should need to be up high because he get injured so damn much. Um... And the reason, you know, I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey ain't talented. He's obviously talented. His potential on Madden should be like 99 because his his potential is it absolutely the roof. should, but his availability but, should be a 60. Well, you know, the best ability is availability. And his and, availability is about a 60. And we haven't really seen Christian McCaffrey play a good portion of games in the past, what, two or three years now. And you cannot know. have him that high. I remember, you know what? I remember when uh back uh 2K. 2K or live, whichever one. From 06 to like 08 on 09, Tracy McGrady missed a lot of games. And he was at like a 96. Yeah. By the time 08 came around and he hadn't played, he was down to like an 85. And I was like, he's still Tracy McGrady. He came back, had one good year, and fell off. And I was like, oh, maybe they knew something we didn't know. So I'm going to give Madden the benefit of the doubt because live predicted that. And it's, it's, it's EA Sports. Maybe they know something we don't know. But for him, I, Christian McCaffrey definitely deserves to be a top 10. Yes. Um, he definitely deserves to be top 10, but he doesn't deserve to be over Joe Mixon. Uh, who else did we name there? He doesn't deserve to be over. It was There was one other name I heard, and I was like, he shouldn't be over him. Um, uh, jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. He definitely shouldn't be over Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor should be probably the second best Second best running back after, especially after last season. Yeah, like he 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 was he was in MVP voting discussions for a while. Jonathan Taylor was was balling. Do you so, have a problem with Ezekiel Elliott being number ten? Who's underneath him? Let before I say before I say I do nobody. Mm. So I would make the argument for DeAndre Swift to be ten. DeAndre Swift is a good one. I can make the argument for... How about this? Name your running backs that aren't there, and I'll tell you if I take Ezekiel Elliott over them. 
Let's see. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm, I would say Clyde Edwards Hilaire at this point. I think I would too. DeAndre yeah. Swift's not there. I would def- definitely. That's not. I'm, um, hell, a teammate. Hell, even Kareem Hunt, a, you know, Big Chubb's teammate. Oh, for sh- that's not even that's like, not even a question. Uh, Tony Pollard, his own Ezekiel Elliott's own teammate. My problem, <laughs> we haven't seen Tony Pollard as the number one feature back in Dallas' system yet, so I'm still hesitant to say, yeah, I would take him over. But just based on what we saw, mm-hmm. probably off a of raw talent at this point, yeah, I'd say Tony. I would probably take. I think Tony Pollard could probably be better than Ezekiel Elliott. But there's no telling. James Conner. Oh. Had a ja- beast of a James Conner should definitely be over Ezekiel Elliott. Same team. Chase Edmonds before he moved to the Dolphins. Ooh. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> That's close, man. That, that, that. Uh, Miles Gaskin. No, I think I think I draw the line um, there. Gibson from uh, Washington. Gibson is really good. You know what? How can you be a number 10 running back and you might not be the best running back in your division? Because, I mean, let's see. In in their division, let's see. Jordan Howard. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, Boston Scott. Did did Ezekiel Elliott really fall off this bad? I don't know. I'm just naming other running backs in their division. I'm, I know. I mean, I'm of just... course, you know, Saquon's in this. But, uh... Well, we, Saquon is in the same boat as Christian McCaffrey right now. We know your potential. We know what you could be. But if you can't stay healthy, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So I know for sure Ezekiel Elliott shouldn't be top 10. But No. No, I don't. No. No. Top right. 15, you got an argument there. Sure, but, I'll give you top 15. Yeah. It's not top 10. Let's move on to edge rushers. All right, so starting with Aaron Donald. Rashawn Gary, Green Bay Packers, is 89. Chandler Jones from the Raiders, he's a 90. Demarcus Lawrence, Dallas Cowboys, he's a 90. Cameron Jordan, oh New Orleans God, they still Saints, got DeMarcus is a 91. I think Cameron Jordan's too low. I Joey too. Bosa, Chargers, 91. Hmm. Khalil Mack, 92. I actually think he's too high. Von Miller, 92. Nick Bosa, 94. TJ Watt, 96. And Miles Garrett, 99. Okay, I was waiting for you to get to who was underneath Miles Garrett. So, um... I think Khalil Mack being a 92. To... Khalil Mack is living off of his name right now because he has yeah. not been that good ever since uh, his first year with the Bears. And you know what? What's crazy is if this if this individual didn't get hold on, let me look at we we already talked about nope we didn't we didn't so if he didn't get hurt the rookie out of Washington would have been on his list top ten for sure. Um, Chase Young. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, surprised. Chase, his, Young, uh, Chase Young was balling. I'm surprised his teammate Montez Sweat. You know he he balled out last year. Yeah. Too. Um, Chase Young definitely deserves to be in the top ten, even though he got hurt. Um, if you can put Christian McCaffrey in the fucking top five being injured, how the hell you come? You can't put Chase Young. Chase Young chasing quarterbacks down all the way down the fucking field and shit. Khalil Mack is a, is, is intriguing to me because I. I, intriguing how? I think, well, intriguing as in thought-provoking right now because I don't think he should be ranked that high. Matter of fact, I don't think Khalil Mack is in the 90s anymore. And if he is in the 90s, he's exactly 90. 
I'm, um, I'm content with him being a 90, but looking at last year, he didn't. He was out most of last year. Damn, last year, the year before that too. Yeah, like he. What has he done that helps both that helped bolster the Bears? He had he had his one season when he first got traded. Yeah, and one he played he played amazing, season. and then after that, it was just he yeah. kind of just fell off from there. And you know why? Because he got his money. Yeah, that's normally what happens. You're not hungry no more. Um, oh, he was hungry. He just wasn't. It was ah, uh, yeah, it, it, it was hungry to eat, not hungry to play, and hungry to win. Yeah. So, uh, there was somebody else you say you think it should be lower. Um, or was it? Or were they too low? No, Cameron Jordan is too low. Cameron Jordan is definitely too low. You know, Cameron Jordan has been tearing up the league for a while now. Cameron Jordan and I need has to put some respect on this man. Name players in football should be in the top five. For sure. Yeah, like they should need to be put some a, respect be, on his name. Should be should be ahead of Khalil Mack. Absolutely. I I can't even. I don't think anybody has an argument to where they could tell me Khalil Mack is better at this point. I want all thirty two owners in a room to tell me they would take Khalil Mack over Cameron Jordan, and I'm gonna ask them what the fuck they smoking. There might be five of them that'll say it, and they just they're just living off his name, just living off his name. I'm taking I'm taking consistency over anything. And Cameron Jordan has been the the stalwart of consistency. Hell yeah, Cameron Jordan plays all the time. So I don't even the last time Cameron missed, Jordan missed he's games. Missed very few games, yeah. and this motherfucker gets up for the Tampa Bay game. Yeah, Mo- now now yeah, for sure yeah. because you know he wants to come out to Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> all right. I love Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan is he's he's just a he he's great man. He's been doing it for, great, for so long now. Great, it's, it, yeah. it seems like he's been doing it forever now. Great human being. You know, big man about the community. That's 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 everything you'd you'd want your son to look up to. Hell of a fashion sense between him, Von Miller, Cam Newton. Like at one point, they were all had that that wild yeah. style of you know where, how they rock their wardrobes. And but but Cam Jordan actually he got an A one wardrobe. I got to give him his props. Like he his post game, he was he he was drippy. Yeah. All right. So I think this particular group might be the most. Most like lopsided, like there's a lot of. Is it tight ends? Okay. Also, the hardest position in fantasy to draft. Absolutely. For those who play fantasy, so starting with number ten, which I appreciate this, my man Hunter Henry at ten. Yes. Eighty four. Wow. Um, Zach Ertz, eighty four. Hmm. Dallas Goddard, eighty five. Mike Gesicki, eighty six. Mike, Mike. Sophomore man, Kyle Pitts, 87. All right. TJ Hawkinson, 89. Darren Waller, 91. Mark Andrews, 93. Hmm. George Kittle, 97. Travis Kelsey, 98. Well, I definitely think they nailed the top three. Let's be, I think they didn't, I think they nailed the top five. Sure. Actually. Did they nail it? Yes. They dis- still disrespected Mark Andrews. Mark yeah. Andrews is not a 93. Yeah, and Mar- Mark, Mark Andrews is no less than a 95. Yeah, he should be up to 95, 96. And I also think that Travis Darryl- Kelsey was a 97, 98? 98. Yeah, Mark Andrews should be like a 95, 96. Yeah, because yeah. Mark Andrews has been like, he is the Ravens offense outside of Lamar Jackson. Like- Kyle, Pitt, Kyle Pitts during the season is going to jump over 90. I guarantee you when they make their adjustments. Yeah. yeah. So I have an issue with this list too. Not a big issue, but I think I think my man Pat Fryermuth deserves to get on this list in the top ten. I think he played I think he played really well last season. I wonder if 
he's on a next 10 in, like if he's 11 and has the same sure exact rating. He, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if 9, 10, 11, 12, maybe even 13 are all 84s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what those, you know, who they are. Yeah. But I don't know. I think Frymuth could have been in the could have been in the top ten, but how about Darren Waller, man? Darren Waller's been doing it for a while now too, and he's just and he, he wants a new contract. So yeah, that's, well, that's well, 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 he's gonna want to get out of Las Vegas if he wants a new contract. After they just paid Devontae Adams, they're paying All Derek Carr. Money, uh, boy, hey, Darren they already, Waller they already, gonna be gone, gone. They already paid Hunter Renfro. They already paid Josh Jacobs. Uh, they already paid um, was it Matt? Um, their their defensive stud is it Max Max Crosby? Uh, oh, I can't remember his name right now. Tatted up like a motherfucker. Yeah, dude, dude is a damn good de- defensive end too. Good ass fucking player. Damn, that's gonna bother me. I'll remember it eventually. But until then, we'll move over to the receivers, aka the divas, aka the multi multi million crazy ass contracts. These stupid. A lot of these cats all are on different teams. So. Starting with number 10, Amari Cooper is a 90. This one isn't, I'm, look, I don't have to tell you why I feel the way I feel about number nine, but Keenan Allen is a 91. Disres, oh my, okay, never mind. Terry McLaurin is a 91. Oh my God. Mike Evans is a 92. <sighs> I have a, we're going to talk about this. Justin Jefferson is a 93. Stephon Diggs is a 95. DeAndre Hopkins is a 96. Tyreek Hill is a 97. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, 98. And Devontae Adams, a 99. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with the top two. <laughs> I mean, I'm content with the top two, but... I'm Actually, I'm content with the top three. I think De- De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins is rated pretty good at a 96. When he's on the field, he does what he does. Yeah, because his, his hands are like 100, even though you can't get 100 in Madden, like... He he he's the second coming to Larry Fitzgerald when it comes to not dropping passes. Um, so notably, Keenan notably, Allen is a freaking not idiot. even that. I don't know if you caught this, but notably, notably, literally, Jamar Chase is not in the top ten. I did what? Wait, who is number ten? Amari Cooper. No, get, get. Am I tripping or did 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 Jamar Chase have a hundred and fifty? Receiving yard first half in a game last year, I'm, bruh. I'm just okay, saying, let me like, let me tell like let me I tell said. y'all something. Y'all have to stop ranking Amari Cooper on potential of what he was coming out of college. I'm sick and tired of it. And I am tired of it. Stop being disrespectful to Keenan Allen. Yeah, man, Keenan Allen has been holding it down forever. Keenan Keenan Allen's a top a top five receiver in the NFL. And also, I think Mike Evans is. I think Mike Evans is too low. I think a ninety-two is too low for him. Yeah, well, like, there's always. I mean, he's he's had what eight consecutive years of a thousand yards. Only receiver to ever do that. I mean, who is making? You know what? See, this is the problem with advanced see, analytics. Yeah, that's what, because, that's what's determining these damn ratings. Because you have you have Justin Jefferson above Mike Evans and Keenan Allen, and I'm like, don't get me wrong, I love Justin. I Jefferson love Justin game, Jefferson, but no, but. Give me a choice in the red zone, first and foremost, and I'm taking Mike Evans. Give me somebody from the 20 and in, oh, I'm taking Keenan Allen. All day, every day. Stephon Diggs, I'm not mad at because Stephon Diggs left Minnesota, went to Buffalo, became the really the only guy. Because, I mean, if you tell me that fucking Cole Beasley was 
his second receiver. Like, Wasn't Sammy Watkins on the team his first year? No. No, Ooh. Watkins was uh Watkins was with uh Kansas City already. Somebody else on that some somebody else was the second receiver on the team Emmanuel that first year. Sanders. Was it Emmanuel Sanders? Uh well, that's came and gone. He's the only he's the only yeah. receiver. But yeah, so on top of that, not to mention, you know, so I got I'm curious to see where now where like a Chris Godwin is. Mm. Cause here's a here's a question for you. Would you take Chris Godwin over Amari Cooper? Hell yes, I would. So you see where I'm that's going? That's not like, even that's not a question. But, but but that's what I'm saying. So you you've got some receivers here, like Keenan Allen's teammate Mike Williams balled out last year. I I want to know if okay, where, like where now I'm curious to know where Jamar Chase, where is Jalen Waddle, where was Devontae Smith, like where are these guys rating ranked now is what I'm curious about. Where is uh oh my goodness. Oh my God, where is Jerry Judy? That's what I want to know. Where's Jerry Judy? Judy and you know uh, why, do you know why Jerry Judy is not on this list? Because Jerry Judy spent sixty percent of last season injured. I know, I know, but that's what they're gonna say. Okay, you know, so where's Sutton then? Where's Tim Patrick? Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know where those. I, guys I, are I, 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 first of all, I think Tim Patrick's better than. Amari Cooper too. So whatever. Um, Tim Patrick. I think Sutton is better than Amari Cooper, and I also believe Jerry Judy is going to be better than Amari Cooper. I just I'm not that big on it. Amari Cooper is, and I I hate to say it like this because I really do like uh because his name look. slipped my mind. Uh, Jar- I really love Jarvis Landry, especially in college, but. I mean Jarvis Land. I mean Look, he's in Cleveland, so but I got, I got, I got technically two. he hasn't lived up to the hype of what he was in college, and neither I got, has Amari Cooper. I got Cooper. two more for you. Where is AJ Brown? Yo, that's mad disrespectful what to have Amari Cooper over AJ Brown. What about, what about Corey Davis? What about the homie Robert Woods prior to the injury? <sighs> what about Corey Davis? What about Corey Davis? Like you see what I'm saying? Like <laughs> oh my god! What I'm about not, hold on? What the fuck? How do we miss? What about Debo Samuel? Okay, I'm interested to see where they put Debo Samuel, where, where his position is, because I feel like he's gonna be one of those wide receivers slash halfback slash. I don't does does he play does he does he line up at tight end? I don't remember. No, he play. He lines up in the backfield. and He lines up at receiver. But it doesn't matter. He is a receiver. He is listed as a receiver. Why is he not in the top ten? Is he listed as a receiver? We don't know yes. until Madden drop his until wow. he drop everybody. He, he wasn't on the running backs list and he wasn't on the receivers list. Oh, well. They don't have a hybrid position. So where the fuck is Debo Samuel? Somewhere at eighty seven, I guess. Because I'm telling you right now, Debo Samuel is I'm definitely taking him over Amari Cooper. As you should. I mean Debo Samuel is the second. You know what? Debo Samuel is the second coming to Andre Johnson. I don't care because he's he's so under the radar because of where he plays. People yeah. don't realize a lot of times how great he is. And the nerds over there doing the analytics obviously is stupid and don't know what they're talking about. You know who else I'm curious to see? Where the hell Adam Thielen fell? Let's not act like a couple years ago Adam Thielen wasn't that dude. You know what? I'm not even mad that he's not he's not top ten. No, no, not that he's top no no no. Just just I wanna I'm curious to know where he I is. I think Adam Thielen should be like an eighty five. Okay. And be, I had Adam Thielen on my team last year in fantasy. That was and, hard. And, and yeah, and it was it was it it sucked because he was not bad. Maybe it's because he became he was the only viable option 
for uh, Kirk Cousins, all they did was double team him. He was always double team. So that says a lot about who Adam Thielen is. But Adam Thielen is a little bit past his prime. He's not the guy that can just carry a wide receiver corpse anymore by himself. So it's like he was a guy that was just like, okay, you're number one now. Have fun. Uh, and he's like, well, I've been getting single coverage. Now I'm getting double coverage. And I'm probably not the guy I was three years ago that could have took double coverage and still made plays. Where do you think your boy Brandon Cook's going to be? Well, Brandon Brandon, I've seen Brandon Cook's rating. Brandon Cook's the highest rated player on the Houston Texans. He's 87. I already saw that earlier. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's 87. Damn. Okay. I, I looked up the Houston roster, and I think Houston only has two players above above 80. So damn, that should tell you exactly where the Houston Texans are going to be. This, unless by some unimaginable divine intervention. I, yeah. Uh, I think Brandon Cooks is going to be lower next year just because he in, – in, well, Davis Mills well, isn't that bad of, of a quarterback. No, I was talking about because I don't know how, how often he's going to get the ball in the scheme that they're running, especially with uh, – who's there? I can't even think of the Texans coordinating right now because uh, – I couldn't either. Cully's gone, and he was the one calling the plays yeah, last year. and I like Cully. I like I – thought, I thought they got rid of Cully prematurely. Definitely but. think Cully should have – Gotten the job. I mean, hell, you kept what you you kept you kept Gary Kubiak around that damn long, producing subpar seasons. I mean, I mean, but also, I mean, you know, um, you know, Cully didn't keep the job. Neither did Nick Basaccia for the Raiders after the whole John Gruden thing. I didn't think he, I didn't. You know, it was the hey, he galvanized and shot that team though. Yeah, he did the whole interim thing. It it normally never plays out, and I'm pretty sure that's what the Raiders were looking at. Like, okay, they rallied because of Gruden and what happened, so they rallied around each other, not necessarily because of the coach. It's probably the way they looked at it. Um, I think he should. I think he should have got one more year to see what he can what he can do. I always believe if an interim coach comes in, takes over, and has a better record or has the team playing better than the last coach, they should at least get one more year. Um. Hundred percent agreed. Unless, of course, we've already seen that play out, and we're not. And you would have, um, uh, or or Texans unless, Texans coordinator, defensive coordinator. I can't think of his name. He, Romeo Romeo. When he took over Kansas City that one year, and it was just like, uh, no, bro, you ain't it. So, wow, my guy. Let's get to this next one. Or well, the last one that we have access to for the time being, the safeties. Number ten, Jamal Adams. He's a ninety. Wow, Harrison Smith. From the Vikings, he's also a 90. All right. Jordan Poirier from the Bills, he's also a 90. Jesse Bates the third from the Cincinnati Bengals, he's also a 90. So you got four 90s. I wonder who underneath on that list is also um, a 90 since they're in the, the, the dealers of giving out 90s. Uh, Justin Simmons from the Broncos, 91. Okay. Micah Hyde, 91. Uh-huh. Kevin Byard, 92. All right. Buda Baker, a.k.a. I got my ass hawked by fucking DK Metcalf, 92. Yeah. Derwin James, 93. I'm waiting for one name. And Tyron Matthew, 94. As safety. As safety. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking of a corner. Never mind. All right. Um. I think the corners. Didn't the, I think the corners just came out today? Yeah, they did come out today. Let me. I don't have any. I don't think I have any discrepancies with safeties 
unless we like they got that whole list of 90 like what do you did did you not find a way to break up and see who should be higher than the next one what's going on there with 490s but your guess is as good as mine on that one. other than that though i i think they i think they nailed it that might be the the best 10 that we've had out of any group so far where there's no could you, oh, no, could you make... I still got two more lists to read, so we'll see. All right. Let's so, do it. All right. So we got, I'll say that one for last, top 10 defensive linemen. Okay. Obviously, we know who number one is going to be. That's really not a debate. Oh. No. I wonder who number one is. The fuck out of here. <laughs> number 10 is Michael Pierce from the Baltimore Ravens. He's an 88. Very nice. Fletcher Cox. Philadelphia Eagles. He's Fletcher Cox been holding it down, man, for I years mean, now. Y'all need to keep that man in the 90s. Don't give him no fucking 88. They gave him an 88? 88. Oh, man. Jeffrey Simmons, Tennessee Titans, 88. Kenny Clark. Fletcher Cox is better. Green Bay Packers, 89. Fletcher Cox is better. DeForest Buckner, 90. Okay, I might draw the line there with Fletcher Cox is better, but okay. <laughs> Chris Jones, 91. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen, 92. Vita Vea, 93. Cameron Hayward, 93, and Aaron Donald, 99. Put some respect on Cameron Hayward's name, bro. Make Cameron Hayward a 95 or higher. I'm telling you, more. You see, like, I and think... Make, and make Vita Vea 95 or higher. I really believe... My, pro, my problem right now is I feel like they're getting the right players with the wrong ratings. Like, if... Vita Vea is... Who, who do we say was... Who did you just... Uh, Aaron Donald, right? Yeah. If Aaron Donald's 99 and he's the best, the gap between 99, what was it, 93? Yeah. Really? Because I'm telling you right now, Vita Vea is right behind Aaron Donald as far as strength goes. I, I just Vita Vea is an extremely powerful defensive lineman. Yeah. Like, dude is a bulldozer. I They're being disrespectful with the ratings, but I think they're getting the right players. The players, yes. The ratings, no. Yeah. Especially for that position. Yeah. Hell like, yeah. that position should, should it shouldn't have a be lot that, more. It shouldn't 90, be that big of a drop off. There should be a lot more 94 and above. Yeah. For sure. It's fine to have a one at 99, but you telling me you can't make somebody like a Vita Bear at 98? Like, I feel like the wide, the wide receivers, the group of wide receivers, even though I didn't agree with Amari Cooper, I feel like they did the ratings pretty much. Around the right way where it drops from one to the next. As a, of course, I didn't agree with Keenan Allen being so low, but I feel like they have it where it's coming down the right way in descending. There, sh- there should absolutely be no reason you should drop from 99 to 93 when you no. have viable, very, not even superstars. And I understand Aaron Donald. Yet, you know, most people say Aaron Donald's head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah, but dude, Cameron but, Hayward, Vita Vea, Jonathan Allen, Chris Jones, like DeForest Buckner, Kenny Clark, Jefferson, all those Fletcher dude, Cox, Mike. These are game changing the, players. The three players right after Aaron Donald should be at least a ninety five. All yeah. three of them. I make the argument still. I think Vita Vea should be at least a ninety six. That's cool. Yeah, Cameron Hayward. I can say the same. He's probably yeah. be a ninety six, ninety seven. It's it's not that big. I mean, like of course. When Aaron Donald catches fire, he catches fire. But it's not a significant drop off to where it's like, yeah, this, it, is, this is LT and the rest of the fucking NFL. It's it, it it just isn't. So, and then for the sake of the game itself, what difference does it make if you have players that many players over ninety five? Yeah, 
it ain't it ain't like that big of a game breaker. But you know what? On the flip side, they were like, so what if we don't have a whole bunch of players ninety five or over? It shouldn't make it shouldn't be that big of a difference. But I mean, it kind of is because it's disrespectful of how good these dudes are. Yeah, you, you just can't you can't convince me that Aaron Donald is so far and above the rest of the defensive lineman players. No, you can't you can't justify that to me. One no. Day. Especially on the backside of his prime now. There's no freaking way. Maybe three years ago you could justify that. Not oh, now. Three years ago it was probably Aaron Donald, and then it was it was Cam, and man, that might be it. Yeah, we would drop off from there because JJ Watt was on the backside of his prime too. So yeah. All right. So let's finish this thing off with top ten cornerbacks. Okay. Here we go. Your lowest rated corner at number ten. A.J. Terrell Jr. from the Atlanta Falcons is an 89. Okay. Marlon Humphrey is a 90. Okay. J.C. Jackson is a 90. Mm-hmm. Stephon Gilly Gilmore, 91. All right. Marshawn Lattimore, 91. Uh-huh. Denzel Ward, 92. Ooh. Darius Slade Jr., 92. Tredavious White, 93. Uh-huh. Jair Alexander, 94. And Jalen Ramsey, 98. Excuse me, what? Jalen Ramsey's a 98. Not that. No, 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 Jair no. Jair Alexander's 94. Keep keep going. Keep going. Tredavious White is a 93. Uh-huh. Darius Slade Jr. is a 92. Okay. And then Denzel Ward's a 92. Okay. Marshawn Lattimore and Stephon Gilmore above 91s. Okay. J.C. Jackson, Marlon Humphrey above 90s. <sighs> um... Notice who's not in that top ten. Where the hell is Patrick Sertan? So there's no Patrick Sertan. You see what I was talking about? I was like, oh, there's no, not no, saying he's a corner. Yeah, there's also, there's also you're missing the other digs. Uh, no, I don't think they're missing him. No, I think they rated him perfectly. I understand he had, what was it, 12, 11 but inceptions? You, you telling me that he's going to be lower than an 89? Yes, I am. And let me tell you why I are believe gonna, that. Are you going to say because of the amount of yards he gave up? No. No, 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 no. It's not even that. It it has to do with it has to do with that, but not entirely. My thing is the guys that you named, uh, unless you have an elite receiver, you're not gonna try them. You're not gonna throw the ball away unless you unless it's like man coverage and you you have a hell of an athlete as a receiver. Even even if he's not that a top rated receiver, he has to be able to jump out the building and things like that. So. I mean, I get it, um, but come on, man! I don't don't act like y'all didn't watch Patrick Sertan tear shit up last yeah. year, and and they they intentionally stopped throwing the ball to this man, just like they did Denzel Ward, mm-hmm. just like they did Stephon Gilmore. All of the, they stopped throwing the ball to who these dudes were guarding, unless it was an elite receiver. And it's crazy that Gilmore went from the ninety nine club to. A 90. Very disrespectful because his drop-off nine wasn't nine, bad. Nine, nine spots? His, 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 matter of fact, I don't even... I really don't think Stephon Gilmore really dropped off in, I mean, 96, 97, justifiably, I guess. Just because you got Jalen Ramsey, 98, Jalen Ramsey's still in the middle of his prime. Sure. I always thought Jalen Ramsey was a little bit overrated, but whatever. Um... To each his own, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think if the Rams would have won the Super Bowl, he wouldn't have been. He would have been rated that high. And 
I think the Rams could have won the Super Bowl without him. So, yeah. So, let's go with a little bit of a pivot. Um, we did say we had I we have a little bit of NBA talk, but we'll start with pretty much the only relevant news that okay. came out of the NBA, which is that DeAndre Aiden did resign with the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Um, so that's that's over and done with. Phoenix is going to stay together unless Phoenix signed him to trade him to Brooklyn to bring Kevin Durant over. The only other reason I can well, think of well, why they would do that. They can't trade him until I think like January fifteenth because he signed as a free agent off a rookie. A rookie deal, so they can't they can't even trade until January. I I can't think. I think the exact day is January fifteenth, and then they have till the trade deadline, which is basically a month for people that sign new contracts in the off season. Well, it makes no difference anyway because Kevin Durant still got years left on his deal. So yeah, no yeah, way. absolutely. But um, would I mean if Brooklyn wants to take DeAndre Ayton and give me Kevin Durant with nothing else? Sure. <laughs> I don't. I still don't know if I want to take it. Just cause sure. Durant's getting up there in age. Well, yeah. And what if he's not happy and he forces his way out? You've traded well, a cornerstone young player for what? Yeah, but let. I mean, also on the flip side of that, Phoenix matched the offer, and he had he couldn't say anything about whether he wanted to be there or not. So for all we know, training camp comes around and he holds out because he doesn't want to be there. So who's to say he's happy? Yeah, he got his money, but he might not be happy either. Yeah. So. Good point. As they're restricted. So something interesting, I found this. It uh, popped up earlier on my feed, and I was like, man, let me save this. Because I was just like, I didn't realize how it was this off balance as a stretch. So this is, since 2011, this is the most triple doubles of every NBA season. Oh, yeah, I seen this yesterday on Facebook. Starting with 2011 and 12, yeah, Rajon Rondo was six. Yep. The following year, he repeated with five from 12 to 13. Lance Stevenson, 13 to 14 with five. And then 14, 15, 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 18, 18, 19. All Russell Westbrook. 11, 18, 42, 25, 34. Luka was 17 and 19, 20. And then all of a sudden, Westbrook came back again in 20 and 21 with 38. And then in 21 and 22, Nikola Jokic with 19. So listen, this is why I was kind of bringing this up too. If you could have got four of the six, any of the four of this particular Russ, the Lakers probably win a lot more games. Yeah. If you could have got 38, 34, 25, or even 42 Russell Westbrook, the Lakers win more games. Instead, I don't know what you got. Um, did you see the report? I think Woj dropped it that all three of the Lakers big through on the phone, emphatic about saying they they want to make it work. We're gonna make it work, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to say you're gonna do it, it's another thing to actually make it happen. Let's let's be honest. I said before the season, you know this very well. I said before the season it wasn't going to work. LeBron has to have the ball in his hand. Westbrook has to have the ball in his hand. What did I hear all offseason? LeBron knows how to play off the ball, this and that. Obviously not because the first year he was in Miami, him and D-Wade couldn't get it together because LeBron couldn't play off the ball. D-Wade had to change his game to play off the ball to make LeBron feel comfortable. And nobody wanted to listen to me. None of these, none of these people out here. No, man, all these Lakers fans. No, we got Westbrook. Bro, I just had Westbrook. I'm a Rockets fan. 
I just had Westbrook. It ain't going to work. He can't play off the ball. Not to mention, I believe it was shortly after this conversation that they had, Westbrook dropped his agent. Yeah, absolutely. So, make it make sense? Yeah. So, I told you I had something for you um, that came about. So, there was a story that dropped. Not really a story. More like a, a what if. A, even though we're not doing a what if segment, but a what if. And it was like the 2017 Golden State Warriors versus the 2001 LA Lakers. So, this question was posed and... Steph Curry was like, I don't even know who's going to guard Shaq. And then, of course, Shaq goes back and was like, I'm going to drop 60 without free throws. Barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. Yeah. So my question to you, 2017 Warriors versus 01 Lakers. That's the team that played against Allen Iverson. It is. The team that went 15-1 and Correct. in the playoffs. Yes. Oh. Their only loss was to Allen Iverson. Like, that one game. Yeah, Allen Iverson had to drop forty eight. He I did, think. and he had to step over Tyronn Lue. Yeah, well, you know it's crazy. Him and him and Tyronn Lue are actually good friends. And um, in that moment, the disrespect. Was yeah, well, uh, I got I I kind of got to look up this this roster because I can't think of everybody who I know. I want to say Derek Fisher was not the starting point guard. That's what I want to say, but I can't really remember. Um, 2001 Lakers. What's it still Byron Scott? Let me see. Derek Fisher might have. I don't think Derek Fisher was a starting point guard, though. I, know, I think it was Harper. I know Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, Robert Ory. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, I, I, okay. Shaq, Kobe. Let me get to basketball reference. Here we go. The 2000, 2001. Okay. So you got Kobe, Derek Fisher. <laughs> I forgot about Greg Foster. Wow. Woo. UCLA. Wow, man. Uh, Rick Fox. De- Devin jo- Oh, Ron Harper. Okay, I think that's who started at point guard was Ron Harper. Devin um, George was on De- this team. Devin George is definitely on this team. Underrated player all time, by the way. Uh, Horace Grant, Ron Harper, man. Robert Ory, Tyron Lue. Mark Madsen is on this team, which is... Wow. I didn't even... Yo. Stanislav Medvedinko was already on the Lakers in 01, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, let me see who else. Shaq, of course. I don't even know who this is. Mike Penn, Mike Penn, Berthy. Ooh, Easy Rider is on this team. Isaiah Ryder and Brian Shaw. Okay, Coach Shaw. Um. Okay. This team, the the Lakers team, has some crazy. They might be the only team that could actually. They have some crazy length. They might be the only team historically besides the Bulls that could probably match up with the 2017 Golden State Warriors. Because um, I mean, you, what you're going to deal with if you're if you're Steph, per se, you're going to deal with the combination of Derek Fisher and Devin George basically rotating on you and throw some Shaw in the mix. You better than me because I'm, I'm, I'm putting... I'm putting uh, Devin George, Byron Shaw, Ron Harper, all the other guarding Clay Thompson. Kobe's taking Steph one on one. I was gonna let I was gonna let Kobe take take Clay. I'm 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 letting Kobe because this is the Kobe that killed Allen Iverson on defense after the first game when they lost. They made the adjustment and that made. I mean, we're talking about 
We talking about 20, what is it, 22-year-old Kobe? 22 or 21-year-old Kobe? We're talking about Kobe, young Kobe, defensive, all-NBA defense. Oh, man. Yeah. But but still, the million-dollar question still is, who's guarding Shaq? Is Draymond getting his ass? I'm going to take the Lakers. And even though Robert Ory can't guard Kevin Durant, hell, for the most part, nobody in NBA history could guard Kevin Durant. Um, even though Robert Ory can't guard Kevin Durant, between Kevin Durant, Rick Fox, I think they have enough length to where they can at least bother him. Uh, yeah. but they 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 could probably they could probably take him out, limit him for one game, and that might be just enough. Also, history shows. Shaq makes them when they count. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Also, I could also see a scenario where I could see where Kobe would also guard Durant in in specific. Oh cases. hell yeah, yeah because for sure. If Durant get the hot hand. Yeah, because I think because what what we've noticed from Kevin Durant too is Kevin Durant don't like a lot of physicality, and Kobe ain't got no problem being physical. No at all. So that'll be interesting too. And I'm just like I'm trying to I think don't... of the rest of that 2017 Warriors team. And I'm like. Nobody is guarding Shaq. Who are you gonna put? You gonna put Draymond Green on Shaq? Barbecue chicken? Uh, no, because in in the era that Shaq played, Draymond is a four, bro. Not on it, the the best big man defender of this era, according to the people that vote on Defensive Player of the Year, is Rudy Gobert. Barbecue chicken, bro. Yes. Um, it took Ben Wallace to hold Shaq down in the finals. That's what it took. It also took David Robinson and Tim Duncan in the Western Conference Finals for them to get past the Lakers. But it took Ben Wallace in the finals to 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 limit Shaq and put everything on Kobe's shoulders. And that team was so good defensively. Um I'm yeah, I, I think I'm lean with the Lakers. I think I think Shaq would average 50. Like, hell, whoever said 60, it wasn't even a stretch. Shaq would be out there looking like Wilt. Bro, you're going to shoot 42% from three. Let's say that. You shoot 42% from three. Shaq is shooting 75% in the paint, bro. You you can shoot your little 40% on threes three out of four times. Yeah. I'm walking away with six points. Because I'm like, what? Between between Draymond, Looney, and Iggy, that's who guarding Shaq? No. I smell pure barbecue chicken. I, I, was Bogut on that team in 2017? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. It he, doesn't matter. He, barbecue, he, barbecue chicken. Yeah. Um, four times I get the ball, and I get six points. And you're most likely going to walk away with either four or five. Last time I checked, six is still bigger. So yeah. Um. Good, yeah. Good rule of thumb. Yeah. I, 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 I think. I, yeah. I'd, I'd lean with the Lakers. Um. Do I think? The Warriors are capable of an upset if they get crazy hot. Of course. Yeah. I th- it's I th- not like we haven't seen that Lakers team lose before. Yeah, I, th- I, I will go with... But, I mean, just think about it. It took an effort like that from AI just to beat them in that one one game. So you would have to essentially have, like, first, say, game one, Kevin Durant go off for 46. Game two, Steph would have to go off for, like, damn near 50. Game three... Clay would have to do something like you would have to do something to force game six Clay. Somebody else is gonna have to score 50 points a game to match Shaq. 
And you and and you're trying to score fifty points every game just shooting the ball. Not to mention Kobe gonna give you twenty eight to thirty. Yeah, you might be you be lucky if Kobe don't give you forty. That's true. <laughs> Robert Ory gonna give you seventeen, seventeen to twenty. Yeah. Gary Fisher gonna give you ten to fifteen. Um, with very good defense at that. With very good defense. Very strong that, player. Yeah. So I'm like, Rick Fox will give you a solid ten to twelve. Underrated player all time too. Very good player. Yeah, so uh what we got? We got shout outs next? Uh yeah, we do. Okay. So you said you had a special one today. I know you, you was in uh I guess you was back in Facebook jail or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm in Facebook jail, bro. And oh my god. He's locked up, they won't let him out. Bro, I'm 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 so tired of Facebook. Um, I'm hardly on Facebook these days. I am so tired of Facebook. I got locked up for no reason. Um, so we're gonna get into shout outs. Uh, you want to start? You want me to start? Uh, it's on you, bro. Okay. Uh, my shout out today will go to. I don't have a drum roll. There we go. My shout out today will go to my brother Joseph Beverly. Hey. Let me tell you why it's going to Joseph. My actual brother, by blood, got off work early, and he went to see his significant other. And for those of you that don't know, I've been Ubering all week to work um, because I cracked my rim driving two weeks ago, and my tire was going flat, and I couldn't figure out why it was going flat. So I cracked my rim going over a pothole, which absolutely sucks, and I can't find a size. So my brother went to Houston to see his significant other. I had no ride home. I called Joseph. Joseph shot straight over as soon as he got off work, came and got me. That's a definition of a brother. That's a definition of LXG. Hold up. God damn it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So um, let me slide this over to you. All right. What we got here? Ooh. So my shout out is going to be to the organization that I represent so well. There we go. The Texas Army National Guard because... I spent this past weekend in San Antonio, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I was there as a recruiter setting up a booth for the National Guard at the Texas High School Coaches Association Conference. Aren't you a coach? I am a coach. (laughs) So there was over 16,000 coaches there, which was an attendance record from the previous year. Mind you, this same event is going to be in Houston next year at George R. Brown, so it's probably going to be another record broken. Do you have to have an invite to this? Um, no, you have to be a member of the Damn. of this particular organization. Close so enough. Let me give you a little highlight thing here. So you had Kirby Smart speak. Okay. You had Steve Sarkeesian speak. Ooh. You had Kelvin Sampson speak. Okay. Okay. Like they did a he did a basketball demo. So at this inside of this giant convention center, we had a basketball court, you had a volleyball court, and you had a turf football field. And they did demonstrations on these for like different things, strength conditioning stuff, um, basketball drill demonstrations, like different stuff like that. So when I tell you there were all different types of things, I mean everything, wrestling, baseball, tennis, lacrosse. That sounds fun. Oh, it's nuts. And of course there's us hanging out, being the National Guard. Yeah. So we, we have the, literally the drippiest fucking booth because we're giving away all the hotness. And when I say all the hotness, I'm talking about first day. We get there, we're setting up, we're giving out, we got about 14,000 whistles with the nice little National Guard thing on there. Got mm. Them hoes was gone 
on Saturday. Of course. Gone. Mind you, this is a multi-day event. Gone. We had Yeti cups. We had tomahawks. We had little football helmets like you've seen on my desk in there. We had Did you take bottles. a Yeti cup? No, I already have one. I had one before that. Have you, have you seen my Tumblr collection? Yeah, but I don't care about that. I'm talking about for me. What the hell? <laughs> we, was, we, was giving them, we was giving them away. And in case y'all are not following me, by the way, I have another Facebook slash Instagram combination because you have Staff Sergeant Jay Kemp now on Instagram yep. and on Facebook. For Unfortunately, I couldn't accept the invite on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It'll be there when you get out of jail. But um, So that is for my recruiting pages. They are slowly but surely picking up steam. Um, what you'll see on there, which makes some people laugh, some people not, is I did participate in a fitness challenge with hammer strength. You must have won. And no, I took second. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I was pretty salty because the dude that beat me, uh, ironically, his name was Jeremy. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so your top two guys were both named Jeremy, which was funny as hell. But so it was an AMRAP. So for my for my non fitness folks who don't know what the AMRAP is. The AMRAP is as many reps as possible. So in a two-minute span, we had to go and do 10 squats and 10 dips. Sounds simple, right? Nah, fam. The no. squats that I had to do were on this machine, which you might, if you watch enough, if you follow enough fitness, female fitness influencers, you've seen this particular squat machine that you basically put a dip belt on with a chain, latch it to this machine, and once you pick it up, you're literally like, it's like a you're, you're above ground and you're dropping down on a low squat. So you had to do 10 of those, and you had to do 10. Um, then you had to take that chain off, jump up on the dip bars, and do 10 dips. So I got to four and a half rounds, and the guy that beat me got to six. Mm. So had I got my transitions down, I'd have smoked his ass. But it's okay. I got to represent the guard and do what I do, and hey, I got to keep us on the map. So we had a great time, a lot of networking, talked to a lot of coaches. Uh, it was a really great event. And that sounds dope, man. Did I, you get to do any like uh, stuff outside? You know, go visit the Riverwalk Mall. I actually hung out with my dad because he was there. Oh, oh! Speaking of that, I got something for you, Sergeant Kemp. Listen, <laughs> I got to pull him into something he's never done before. He played beer pong. Your dad plays beer pong. No, no, he played duh, not plays. Played duh. Okay, did he win? Nah. He, Partnered up with his son. Oh yeah, y'all won. So we played, and it was it wasn't regular beer pong. It was the oversized, like the cups the size of that trash can. Oh, I kill people. And we were shooting with like the not a softball, like bigger than a softball, like the little squishy, like okay, the dodge balls we played with in elementary school about that size. Okay, so that's about the size ball we. It sounds fun though. It was dope. So we ended up getting all the way down to one cup versus one cup, you know, redemption style, all the above. All the above. Yeah, and then we barely lost, and I was very upset. Oh, we were actually losing. When I say we were losing, I'm talking about it was like eight to three. Wow, cups remaining, and somebody got hot. And when I got hot, got balls back. Yeah, it's probably you. You know, I know because the Hall of Fame. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Just so we so we're clear, all of my beer pong players out there. If you ever want a good matchup, hey man, the Hall of Fame Splash Brothers is here, man. We down for it. Hey bro, we'll put it on the YouTube channel and everything. I'm trying to tell you, we don't care if we lose. It's just something fun to do. Hey, it'll be on and popping. I care if we lose. No, I mean that, that's not what I mean. Like as far yeah. as if we're posting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course I'm gonna care if we lose. It got me but we all, up, but, but, we, but we all about that smoke when it comes to that beer pong. Hell yeah, beer pong, cornhole, washers. Oh yeah, I play cornhole. I'm a beast at cornhole. Redneck golf. I'm about that smoke. The hell is a redneck golf? 
So it's got it's this PVC pipe set up. It's got three poles on it, and it's got two go. <laughs> okay, stop. I can't. I can't. You know what? I'm gonna pop this. I'm, I'm gonna it's pop real, this good it's old. A, it's a real game. Oh shit! All right, people. So today we got Ranch Water Original Hard Seltzer brewed right here in Far West Texas. You know, Far Texas is an actual place. P H A R R. It is. It's over there by where I was at uh, during the COVID mission when I was out there in um, Corpus. Yeah, so... Good old far, not too far from old Foul Furious. Manufactured for Lone River Beverage Company in Houston, Texas. Very nice. All right. This will be my first time trying this, but let's see how it is. Cheers. Cheers. I've never had ranch water. Yeah. It literally tastes like carbonated water. With some lime? With some lime, yeah. That's a, I guess that would be the original flavor of a seltzer. Yeah, not be, bad. It's not bad. I think I think you have to mix it with like some lemonade or something. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty good. But Where'd you buy this? H-E-B. Here. Everything's better. You already know. So you ready to do this crossover? Yeah, I'm ready to do the crossover. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to do the crossover. Ooh, you was hesitating a little bit. What's going no, on? No, 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 no. I, I was hesitating because I was so excited. That I'm oh, trying to pull it up. You're a little nervous? No, hell no. Nah, never, ever. Um, Ever, and then ever. just so, you know, sorry to disappoint, um, we do not, we do not, I do not have a Real Talk segment this week. Um, it's been a really long week. Yeah. So I didn't have time to prepare and I didn't want to just throw something out there for you guys because you guys deserve better than that. So I will push that to next, to the next episode and make sure that we have something nice for you. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some names. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you names and twos. Okay. Give me okay. <clears throat> I'm going to give you some pairs, and I want you to tell me where this crossover is going. Oh, shit. All right? I haven't gotten one of these right yet. No, I don't think you have. Mm-mm. But I think you might be able to get this one. Here we go. Moon Knight and Batman. Moon Knight and Batman. Hawkeye and Green Arrow. Similar characters. Boom! Versus. When we got a winner... Yes, because it goes into Neymar and Aquaman, mm. Deadpool and Deathstroke, <laughs> Neymar and Aquaman, Black Cat and Catwoman. I knew you were gonna get this one. Doctor Strange and Doctor Fate. Oh, I would, I would have got it way before that. Yeah. Um. Here's one I didn't, I didn't know about because I, re- I don't necessarily know who Red Tornado is, but Red Tornado what? and Vision. Hey man, Red Tornado man, Justice League. I never thought about this one. Uh, Winter Soldier and Red Hood. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's yeah. And this is definitely one I didn't know. I'm Professor X and Niles Calder. Yep. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, uh, of course, Thanos and Darkseid. I mean, they're pretty much the same freaking. So that was the ten I seen in an article today. So what we're doing today on the crossover, of course, we are going to talk about parallel. Players in different eras. Mm. Specifically, I went with the starting five of both all-star teams. I threw a little bit of football in there, but I pretty much figured you might have the parallels on the football players. Since football is way more your thing. So here we go. Um, For Team Durant, you had Embiid. Obviously, the parallel was Hakeem Olajuwon. I didn't... It, I didn't even hesitate on this one. 
I thought it was. I thought it was just. It, I mean, come on, both African, both seven foot, both got footwork, both can shoot. Technically, we don't know if Hakeem can shoot threes because he wasn't a three point shooter, but the three point game wasn't as big back then. No, not at all. So, so then uh, starting a point guard for that team, John Morant. I was this close to going with Derrick Rose. I really was. Mm. And I didn't pick Derrick Rose because I really didn't want to pick players that were still active. So I went with, and some people are going to be like, no. But I went with Allen Iverson. Some people are going to say no, but. Why do you think they're going to say no, though? Uh, because a lot of people forget Allen Iverson early years, how athletic he was, and he was dunking on everybody, putback dunks, poster dunks. Hey, man, his putbacks looked like almost fake. They look cartoonish. Yeah, like, because it looked like, how is this motherfucker getting up like this? And mind you, he wasn't the shortest person to ever do it, but it just made, he, amongst his peers. Yeah, he, he, he was dunking on seven foot. I mean, yeah. just, it, it, hey. Listen. Um. The tricky one was Jason Tatum, and it took me a while. I couldn't think of anybody that was not active for Jason Tatum, but I felt like the gap between Jason Tatum and Carmelo Anthony was big enough. Okay. To to, I just I think his his I know Carmelo worked a lot out of the triple threat, but his game is so smooth off the dribble. He can dribble by pull up. Uh, he can come out the triple threat. He will come out the triple threat. He'll post up smaller plays. Carmelo posts up anybody, but uh, Jason oh, yeah. Tatum obviously don't have the strength Carmelo had. Carmelo was strong. So, I mean, Carmelo was posting up LeBron. Uh, um, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Andrew Wiggins, uh, super athletic, not the best shooter, but when he when he gets hot, he can stroke. And uh, I felt like who to compare him to was pretty hard. And even though this person wasn't super athletic, Andrew Wiggins has a game like him. I went with one of the most underrated all-stars of all time because I think he only had one or two all-star appearances like Andrew Wiggins, Antoine Jameson. Antoine. It took me a while. It, with the Miami Heat. It, it took me a while to figure, figure somebody, but it was either, I was either leaning toward Antoine Jameson or Rashard Lewis, and I figured Andrew Wiggins wasn't isn't as good as a three point shooter as Rashard Lewis. So Antoine Jameson uh, was pretty much it. Uh, obviously, Kevin Durant was hurt, but I picked Larry Bird because there was I don't think there was anybody else you can compare Kevin Durant to, unless you want to go like a, a power forward that was versatile. But I don't think that does it justice. So because you can't even, you can't even go with like a you couldn't even go with like a Kevin Garnett because yeah yeah. So I, I went with Larry Bird because Larry Bird played power forward. He played small forward. He could handle the ball. He can get to the rim in his prime. Uh, he could shoot left-handed. I don't know if Kevin Durant could shoot left-handed, but Larry Bird put a 44 points left-handed. It's funny you say that because there was a video today of Kevin Durant's like um, basketball workout, and he was doing left-handed floaters. Wow. So it's funny you bring that up. There you go. And the hardest person to rank of them all was Trey Young. I have never seen a player like Trey Young precisely with range like that. Um, 
I started looking up some highlights of different players. I looked up Drazen, Pet- Drazen Petrovic. Doesn't really favor Drazen Petrovic. Um, I looked up a couple of players. And I finally just settled on one because I think Trey Young has a very nice handle and he's a he's a under, he's undersized and he can shoot lights out when he's ready. Um, I came with Nick Van Exel because I've seen Trey Young get to the basket and finish with ease. I've seen him shoot long range bombs. I've seen him cross people over. I, I, I mean, and height wise, I thought that was probably the most comparable because he's definitely not Allen Iverson. No. So, um. Trey Young is not super athletic. Nick Nick Van Exel wasn't super athletic. Very good. Granted, overall, Trey Young will probably finish finish off as the better player, but you know you're looking at styles more than accomplishments. So here we go on to Team LeBron. So just backing up a little mm-hmm. bit, when you talked about Jason Tatum, you didn't think, and I and I could be missing this too, but somebody like a Grant Hill. I thought about Grant Hill. I just, I don't, the only reason why I didn't say Grant Hill is because Jason Tatum can't play defense. Grant Hill was a lockdown defender. So, that because cause I, I I started writing down Grant Hill and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Uh, Jalen Brown is the best defender on this team and uh, Jason Tatum might not even be the second best defender on this, on this team because, uh, uh, what, what's, what's the big man name? Uh, Williams. Grant Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Big fan, big fan. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that's the only reason why I didn't pick Grant Hill. And, of course, uh, Grant Hill was ready to take the mantle from Michael Jordan until he got injured. Uh, If Grant Hill would never got injured, he'd probably had a, probably would end up with a better career than Jason Tatum will. But who's to know? They might get a, another solid player and, boom, that's all they need. So we go on to team LeBron. Jokic was a hard one for me to dra- to to cross with because I feel like there is not a big man that does what he what he has done uh in recent years running the point guard. Uh he can shoot the three. He do- he does a little bit of what everybody was good at on offense. You know, Hakeem could pass the ball. Uh, Dirk could shoot the three. Tim Duncan had the back-to-the-basket game. So did Hakeem. Things like that. I, I eventually settled with another international player. Uh-oh. And the reason why I settled with this international player is because we didn't get to see the best of this player because he didn't come to the NBA till when he was in his 30s. But I watched a lot of his game highlights today on YouTube from him overseas. And he has a son playing in the NBA now. I picked Sabonis because Sabonis are, 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 I can't even say his name. Sabonis oh. overseas could shoot the three. He played point guard when he needed to. He put his back to the basket and scored. Uh, he's not a rim protector, just like Jokic isn't a rim protector. But he was getting triple doubles overseas. Like it was the Sabonis was very, very good. And we didn't get to see him in the NBA until he was like 31 when he finally decided to come over. And he was just looking for that final payday before he got out of his prime. I ain't hating on you, bro. I think R.I.P. Um, DeMar DeRozan. I thought DeMar DeRozan was an easy one for me. I picked Vince Carter. Um, super athletic. Uh, can't consistently shoot the three, but he gets hot. He will make it. Mid-range game. Vince Carter had that. A lot of people forget. 
After his first two years, Vince Carter's mid-range game and shooting touch went through the roof. Um, Steph Curry. I picked Ray Allen. I don't. That's that's easy. And and a lot of people be like, "Well, Ray Allen was a spot-up shooter." That's because you don't know who Milwaukee Ray Allen was, and you might want to go look up those highlights real quick because Ray Allen was doing everything Steph Curry was doing, except the range part. Um, here's one: Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. Everybody says Shaq. No. Everybody. Micah says Wilt Chamberlain. I can see that. Long, athletic, can dribble. Not the best shooter, but can score at will. I mean, Giannis had a 44-point game. I, what, Giannis put up like 39 points per game in the finals last year. And he had a 50-point game. Uh, he outdueled Kevin Durant. Giannis is a once-in-a-lifetime type player. I wouldn't even be mad if you just said if you just threw Akeem's name out there. Just yeah, from a, yeah. From a footwork perspective. Yeah, I, yeah. And because I didn't get to see Wilt, I don't know and, how good his footwork look, was. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been mad if you just said Dr. J either. Mm. Yeah. Because that's one thing about Julius Irving's game is he used the hell out of his length. Hell yeah. Because he was. I mean, you know. Yeah. That, well, we know where Rock the where Rock the where Rock the Baby came from. So. Um. LeBron James, captain of Team LeBron, obviously. I can only think of one person. Who would you say? Magic. I did not pick Magic. I thought that was too easy. I mean, you said it was a crossover. It's parallel. I know. I mean, and, and, and you, 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 this might surprise you a little bit that I picked this person. And the only reason why I didn't pick Magic is because Magic couldn't score like LeBron. This is true. Magic, Magic couldn't. Magic, I think, for the most points per game in his career was maybe maybe 19 maybe 19 or 20 for for a season the wait, person wait 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 what i don't th- i don't i don't recall a season when magic scored over 21 points per game oh, for I a season like there's some single games where no 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 I, I know magic can erupt when but magic was a pass first player i mean lebron is a pass first player but obviously lebron is a scorer the person i picked i might take some backlash for this but i don't care the person i picked was charles barkley Okay. And the reason I picked Charles Barkley. Big Chuck or Lil Chuck? Uh 76ers and Phoenix okay. Chuck. The the Chuck before he got to Houston. Okay. Um, that Charles Barkley could handle the ball. He could pass the ball. He would drive by. He he's six six and will dunk on anybody anytime and posterize you. He will back you down and dunk on you. He 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 does everything LeBron does. Uh except is an excellent defender. Um, that and I'd probably say LeBron definitely shoots the three ball better than him. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well for sure. But that that's that, not saying that, much because LeBron's three ball ain't, I, ain't all. I right mean, but that's came with time now at this point. So uh, uh, did it done. Those were those were the the starting the starting ten from uh well eleven, but because Durant didn't play. But those were the starting ten from uh the All Star game parallels. Um, honorable mention. I did. Write down Paul George, Tracy McGrady. Um, okay. I thought that that I thought that comparison was just like spot on. I think it's seamless. Ne- neither one of them were that damn good enough to where they can get their team over the hump by themselves, but they're elite one-on-one talents. Also worth mentioning, I wrote down the name Brandon Roy, and I said Penny Hardaway. Also worth mentioning. So, um, I like it. I like it. Football side, I didn't write down too much. 
I wrote down the obvious ones. Uh, I said one earlier, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Peck Manning, John Elway. More Super Bowl appearances than losses. Hella crazy stats. I mean, and uh, Megatron Randy Moss. So, okay. uh, the only other player I compare Megatron to was in the league when he was in the league. So, that's the reason why I didn't pick Andre Johnson. So, there you have it. There you um, have it. Uh, very nice parallels. It was, I wanted to do, I wanted to pick Team LeBron one week and Team Durant one week. And as I went through, it just got harder and harder and harder to find some parallels because a lot of the, a lot of the ways they play basketball now is completely different from anything we've seen. Um, I definitely didn't know who, at the closest thing I could find, Devin Booker to, to Reggie Miller. And I was just like, I don't know what else to, I don't know who else to, to put Devin Booker as unless you go with uh, the point guard, uh, whose name I can never say, uh, Abdul Raouf. Oh, Abdul Raouf. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So I had something come across the screen while, while you was reading it. Uh-oh. And um, we don't get to talk about this very much. So it's a little Johnny on the spot, but it's worth talking about. Okay. So, as you know, today is the 21st. Yes. You know, at the end of the month, we have a very massive event going on called SummerSlam. Yes. So the official card has been released Ooh. with all the matches. Okay. So we have got, of course, the main event being Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Again. You've got the Usos and the Street Profits. You've got Ooh, Bobby. Don't forget to say Jeff Jarrett is the special guest referee. Oh, I'm sorry. And Jeff Jarrett is the special guest referee. My apologies. You've got Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. You got Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. The match I'm looking forward to personally, I have it circled. Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Um, you Hope have he Pat McAfee versus bum-ass Corbin. And you've got Logan Paul versus The Miz. Yeah, I know about Logan Paul versus The Miz. I've seen that. So those are your matches. That's it? Yeah, 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 it's a pretty, it's still a good card. No, I'm, I, I expect it to be be more. No. So. SummerSlam. Wait, is, they, try, they try to keep SummerSlam. Brock, but Brock and uh, Roman Reigns is what a, uh, is it a last man standing match? Yes. Explain to me what, I don't really remember the last man standing, because because in my mind, so, what I thought it was, it was an Iron Man match, is what, what I thought it was. Iron, when man, I, yeah. Iron man match is a 60 minute match. Right, yeah. Most Pinfalls, submissions. Right. Last man standing is think boxing. You're trying to keep your opponent down for a ten count. Oh, okay, okay. That's last man standing. Oh, okay. That's the easiest, simplest way to explain it. So that's last man. There's no rules. It's just keep that motherfucker down for ten second for a ten count. Do you think we're seeing the end of Brock Lesnar in WWE? I don't know. He's getting up there in age. I, I I think um I think we're close, but I don't know if it's necessarily but what I do think we have one of two things happening. We either have another Roman Reigns John Cena coming up, or we have Roman Reigns and, and The Rock coming up. Here we go. I got a question for you. What is gonna come first? Brock Lesnar leaving or Roman Reigns losing the belt? Mm. Brock leaving. Brock leaving. 
So you believe Roman Reigns is going to win the SummerSlam? Yes. Okay. Because I think it's going to set up. I think it's going to set up. I really, I hope it sets up him versus The Rock. Because him now, The Rock has a, so happens to have a clear schedule around WrestleMania next year. So. How do you know this? Because I do a lot of reading. I follow, I also follow Dwayne Johnson on Instagram. And like I said, I do a lot of reading. I read a lot. Listen. I am just as much as you are a NBA fan. I am a WWE fan. I grew up, I was a kid in it, so I read lots of forums. I read lots of things. I I read, but I don't read in as much because of his one thing. I know Vince McMahon knows how to throw the hell out of a curve on you. Just like why? Yeah, but there's certain things you can just pin together. Obviously, and and they hinted about it on Young Rock. So yeah, so I would love to see it. I mean, it's literally. A family feud. You're talking about the tribal chief versus arguably the greatest superstar of your family in a multi-generational talented family through the same business. So let me ask you this. If they do that, do you believe Roman Reigns will lose the belt before WrestleMania next year? Yes. He has to. Because I think this that type of match... So here's how he would lose. Check this out. This is going off of a theory. How I would see it going is that John Cena would beat Austin Theory, take the Money in the Bank champion, take Money Bank case from him, cash in, beat Roman Reigns that way, and then when Roman tries to get it back, Dwayne Johnson or The Rock, however you want to call him, intervenes and we start this feud. It buys WWE time because now they can turn all their focus onto this massive main event that has no title implication. This is a while John Cena carries the belt for his record-breaking title run. Because you remember, he's only one away from... I'm from Ric Flair. Yeah, so it'd be a big deal. I believe he's one away from passing Ric Flair. Yeah, he's, he's tied, tied Ric Flair. Flair. So he wonder if he, so he would... This would be his... And this, of course, is John Cena's final run. But it's enough for where John Cena could hold the belt, go all the way through WrestleMania, you know, win at WrestleMania, let Roman and, and The Rock do what they do, and then, of course, Roman will take the belt back probably... Probably at SummerSlam next year. If not before, but I'm going to say, because you wanted to make it a big deal. I feel like at SummerSlam next year, I could see that. Or the Rumble, but. So, my question is, do you make this like a two-part thing, how John Cena and The Rock was? Or do you just make it a one-off, Roman Reigns has to win? I don't know if you can make it a two-parter, because we don't know what... We don't know what kind of crazy schedule Dwayne Johnson has. We know he finished, he wrapped up filming with Black Adam, and then he also did the the superhero pets film, him and uh, Kevin Hart together. So we don't know what's going on after this. So could you? Sure. Ideally, you really want to make it a trilogy, to be honest with you, because you want both of them to go ahead and knock or get a win, and you want to have, just like you did with Stone Cold versus The Rock, just like you did with The Rock versus Triple H, Stone Cold versus Triple H, Kane versus The Undertaker, Undertaker versus Kane, Undertaker versus anybody. Like, you want those types of setups because it's like, it just continues to build. We never got Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. No, we didn't. I think at WrestleMania 2, that would have been nasty. But at the time, like, you we did get Hulk Hogan, though. We did, but like, oh, and you got Hollywood versus Hollywood, too. Like, that was even, you got evil Hollywood versus. Face Hollywood, which was so weird. 
because they turned The Rock into a villain. People didn't believe that. The Rock was actually the He villain. was. He was actually the heel during that. I'm like, well, because that's right when... when that's Hogan, when Hogan turned from... Oh, he was about to make his turn from NWO, right? He did. Make, yeah. he, he fought that match as still wearing the same. Yeah. But then he, after the fact, he went back to traditional Hogan. Right after the, right after that uh, second episode of Raw, yeah. he went... Yeah, Which, I remember that. Great, that was a great WrestleMania match, though. It was. Like, Icon versus Icon. It was huge. But I, I was a big fan of, of John Cena and The Rock. I thought that was some of the greatest... We were together. <laughs> some of the greatest promos. No, I'm talking about the promos leading up to it. God, the promos. John were. Cena came to town riding on a pony. Rock, 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 stuck a feather up his ass and called him a jabroni. That, that really revived my interest in wrestling for a and while. Every single Fruity Pebbles joke in existence. Yabba dabba. <laughs> I was like, dog. But now, don't act like John Cena didn't get this man when he got him with the promo thing. When he was like, look that, what's that, what's that all over your wrist? At least I got my promos down to a script and I ain't got to read them off my wrist. Oh, yeah, man. Was like one of the nastiest roasts, flame yeah. whatever. I'm like, dog. Yeah, the promos were amazing for that match. Because yeah. you have two of the best on the mic ever. Can you just imagine if them two would have ever had a chance to be do anything in their actual primes? Like when they were at the peak, their peaks. Tell me them those promos would have been either just as good or better than The Rock versus Chris Jericho as far as promos go. Oh man, The Rock and Chris because Jericho. I just think I think if you take prime scene and I'm talking like Thugonomics John Cena Thugonomics versus, versus The Rock, I'm talk that might be some of the nastiest promo cutting. You know what? Um, I think I can only come because their chemistry was very good. I don't know if The Rock and John Cena actually like each other behind the camera because they didn't like each other much on camera. I don't know if they actually like each other off camera. What? What? However, it works. Um, are you a fan of Broken Skulls? Oh yeah, I've so, seen them all. Okay, so the one with Chris Jericho really caught my attention because I never realized how much chemistry. Chris Jericho and Stone Cold had together. Yeah. And most of that stuff was done off air after Raw went off. The, after Raw obviously went off. And they were showing clips of it. And I'm just like, why wasn't this on TV? Because you gotta go, you gotta go to these events. Well, yeah, well. Because when the camera shut off, it's like a whole nother thing. Yeah. The Undertaker Rooney. The Taker Rooney. The Taker Rooney. Uh, that was one of my favorite Broken Skull Session episodes, actually, was him and The Undertaker. And the one with Kurt Angle. The one with Kurt Angle was really, really good. Vince McMahon thinks so much of Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho signed with another brand and still came back to do the Broken Skull Session. Chris Jericho is a legend. <laughs> Very much so. WCW and WWE slash F, whichever one. And not to mention all the other indie promotions. AEW now. Yeah, like, good stuff, though. Like. One of the best debuts ever. Oh man, when he came back and did yes, the, uh, the like the, the Y2J Jericho. It was like this man, that yeah. And the music, man, the intro, just the countdown with all the damn sparkling ass jackets and shit. Crazy enough to think, twenty years ago, Chris Jericho was probably the most famous wrestler in the world. And it was because yeah. he had his band going platinum and he was a champion. And then The Rock just evolved, obviously, as the timeless acting superstar. Yeah, like, he's he's by far the most successful WWE yeah. superstar. Like, 
by far. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm as far as like going from WWE to Hollywood, The Rock's had success in both, massive success in yeah. both. Yeah, mind you, John Cena's had some pretty good success too. Because like I said, Peacemaker was amazing. Yeah, Peacemaker was a one. Like I was like, hold on, like Peacemaker was great. Um, what's the movie when he was a uh? Is it is it uh the marine is it the marine? He did a marine movie, yes. I, I don't remember if it's and called then the Miz movie. finished him off. Yeah, the Miz has done the last two. Okay. Yeah, because Randy Orton did, Randy Orton did the Marine. John Cena did the Marine, and he did twelve rounds. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did twelve rounds. Um, speaking of Randy Orton, we haven't had a lot of WWE talk on here. So, speaking of Randy Orton. Randy Orton is what a thirteen-time champion. Yes, which puts him three, three under Flair. Yes. Do you have him finishing tie and Flair? No. No. Okay. Because of his advanced age, no. Randy Orton is what? And see, I'm thirty-two. Randy Orton got to be at least forty-two, forty-three. Yeah, but the injury history, even now with this current injury, like, yeah, he's out for him. But no, I I think he'll he may I th- he may end up with fifteen. I can see that now. How they with this with the having with us having one champion again? I don't know. I think they I don't think they're gonna keep the brand split up past this year because a lot of a lot of people are crossing over episodes. I don't think they're gonna keep because I just I don't think the talent is there anymore. Right now, well, the rumors were already to bring him back into one show. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't obviously, think... you have Raw and SmackDown, but not yeah. Raw, SmackDown, like, you yeah, Raw and SmackDown together. I don't, I don't, I don't think they have uh enough talent. Like, like when, when it, when they first split, it made sense because you had so many general, I'm talking generational talents. You had Edge, the Hardy Boys, Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold. Undertaker, Kane, Big Show. You had you know where, like you know where shit started going downhill, the fucking draft. The first that's what I'm saying. Like the first two, the first two drafts were pretty good, especially with John Cena being the number one pick of uh of uh uh the second draft mm-hmm. because I think the the Rock was the first pick to SmackDown of the very first draft. Even the third draft wasn't that bad. The third draft, uh, Batista came over to SmackDown, uh. I think Triple H did too. Triple H came over to SmackDown. I think Chris Jericho mm-hmm. wasn't Chris Jericho, Big Show, Triple H, Jeff Hardy, because Matt Hardy went to ECW. Mm-hmm. Um Edge came over. Yeah, Edge. This is, right this is right before Edge was finally out. Yeah. And I think and because Kurt went to Raw because Kurt did go to Raw. This wrestling this machine of, Kurt. This was one of Kurt's last runs before yeah. he took before he went to the GM role and then just was done. Uh, man, uh, Mark Henry was at Raw. Yep, this one Mark Henry went on his when, tear. Yeah, the, hall, the Hall of Pain. Yeah. Oh man, just. Man, I think the Boogeyman was still on Raw too at that time. Boogeyman was still on Raw. I think Booker T was still on Raw. Booker T was on um, Raw. Yes, yeah, because Rey Mysterio was on SmackDown. Oh, Rey Mysterio Eddie, got drafted Eddie to Gu- Raw that year. Yeah, because and because Eddie Guerrero stayed on SmackDown. Yeah, this was before he obviously you know. Left us and everything, but yeah, because because Rey Mysterio did get drafted to Raw that year because Triple H won the match mm-hmm. and he got drafted. Oh man, that was yeah. The first three drafts were pretty freaking good because they spread the talent out pretty well. I th- I 
between the Attitude Era, the ending of the Attitude Era, going into the Ruthless Aggression Era, the talent was at an all-time high. Yeah, because um, now from Ruthless Aggression to now, not so much. Well, you know, they say that the WWE is going into a TV 14 rating. I saw that after SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, now, they said, now it's gone back and forth. They said SummerSlam could be the first event that's 14. So that would be the end of the PG era? Yes. Okay, so what would what what, what would we call this one? I don't know, but there'd be a lot more blood. Yeah, because they took all the blood out. Um, if they go 14, a lot more blood comes into play. A lot more cursing comes into play, a too. A lot more everything comes into play. Oh, man. Maybe they're trying to recapture some of the attitude area in, um, energy. I think... Was Ruthless... Ruthless Aggression was TV 14. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was. Because uh, Attitude Era was definitely... <laughs> Ruthless, you gotta remember, Ruthless Aggression still had the Dudleys, the Hardys, yeah. Edge Christian, like... I mean, some of the best you, you TLC had, matches when, when, yeah. Um, I think you still had you still had Undertaker in his badass persona, the American badass. Yeah, keep like, rolling, 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 rolling. You also you had yeah, you had Maven wrestling. Of course, you, you had, had Triple Evan, H being the game. Yeah, you had Evan Bourne wrestling. Maven, um, Evan Bourne, K Quick, K Quick at the time, uh, like um, Hurricane. Hurricane was still wrestling. Molly Holly. Santino came in during the Santino, Ruthless Aggression yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn, you had all the Hollies. Cause you had you still had hardcore Holly, Crash, Crash Holly, Holly, and Molly Holly. Cause Molly Holly debuted in the Ruthless Aggression era. Spike Dudley was in the Ruthless Spike Aggression Dudley era was too. In the Ruthless Aggression era. Um, Hollywood Rock, Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah. That was not the Rock. You had Young Randy Orton because Evolution came. Oh, the youngest, the youngest heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batista. Uh, oh man, Batista, Shelton, Benjamin. Uh, Massey, Chad Gable. There, there was a, there was a, uh, the class of two thousand two from the Ohio that had Brock Lesnar too. Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, uh, John Cena, Chad Gable, Victoria. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah, that was, and, and I think Randy Orton. That that was a hell yeah. of a class. Ohio Valley. Yeah, that was Randy Orton too. Oh man, they, yeah, uh. Man, we don't talk about WWE enough on here. We're going okay. to start doing don't some worry. more. We got it. We will. Oh, man. Uh, I guess we could wrap this thing up. Yeah, man. No, we put put another good another good show out there. I like it. Um, we'll come back next week. Um, like I said, I'll get y'all with a real talk segment next week. Uh, we go back into our rotation of uh fantasy. We go into uh the next ten up for fantasy quarterbacks next yep. week. Uh, what if set? What if set? What uh, if comes back? Uh, Mr. Noble's words comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ho- I'm hoping to have us a, another interview locked in for next week. Um, that's how we rocking and rolling, man. There you go. So, my brother, as always. As always. Great show to you. Cheers to you. Great show to you. Ladies Cheers and gentlemen, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we will see y'all next week. Boom. Where else to do what you can if you love it, then fuck it, get through it. Get through it.